he said unto the disciples, John 6, 12, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them up together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remain over and above unto them that eat. Over and above the five thousand that ate. Lord, we thank you right now for what you're about to do in this service. You are in the song. Your blessing is here, Lord. And now we're going to talk about your word and what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Bless us with your presence again. You may be seated. My title is Pick Up the Crumbs. Now that may not stir you up, brother, and my sister, but it sure stir me up. Pick up the crumbs. Oh, clap in all ye people. I said, clap in all ye people. Pick up the crumbs. It was a sad situation when that woman back in Syrophoenicia land the Lord sent a prophet down there after the raven had fed him and the brooks had quenched his thirst. God dried up the brook and then God stopped the raven. It's time to move to the next dimension of the supernatural. Raven are not known to share. Raven are cunning, greedy birds. They will not share. But when God speaks to someone to help you, they have no choice but to assist you. Brother Wayne Mitchell told me one time, one guy hated him such, with such hatred that he could almost want him dead. One day there was a rap on his door when the church had a need. The man rapped on his door and brought a bag of money with several hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to give him to finish the work. He said, I don't like you. And I don't know why I'm doing this. But I know i got to do it. Take it. God knows how to send adversary to make you prosperous. In times when the barrel is almost empty, there was a famine in the land. And when famine comes, people like to run, scared, troubled, fret, and worry. But I'm so glad the church know the song, Why worry when we can pray? Trust Jehovah, and He will make the way. And so the Lord said, go down there, prophet. And I want you to depend on a weak instrumentality that I've chosen. Now, this is a man of faith, and God asked him to depend on a weak person, a woman 
who has no husband but a child. And all she had left was just one scoop left, amen, of meal in the barrel. And her human conscience told her, once you make that last final scoop, you're going to join the rest in the famine, and eventually you're going to die, and your son going to die. But God looking for a miracle to happen in her life. Because he knew the day would come like 2015 when people like you have to also step in the same boat in times like these. You need a word from the Lord. We need to hear from you. And if we don't hear from you, what can we do? Can the church say amen? So the man of God rapped on her door and said, Now, woman, I want you to make me a cake. Now, how does he know that that's all she have is just a barrel left of a scoop? I don't think he knows. But she's going to inform him. That's all I have. And I'm planning when I'm done, tomorrow we're going to die. But the problem with her is she forgot. I don't care how much you scoop, you can't deny the fact. Traces of crumbs are going to be left behind. Hallelujah. When the scoop is empty, don't quit because there's still some crumbs left in the barrel. Now I thought to myself today and yesterday how a ant will find crumbs that come from nowhere and no matter where the crumbs are, they will find it. The little radar is going to make them find the crumbs. God told me if I want to learn wisdom, go talk to, not Einstein, but the ant. The ant is a wise creature. He knows bad days are coming. And he knows you got to find where the crumbs are. And so he go looking for it. And if you go looking for it, he knows that the crumbs are going to lead to the source. Most folks don't know the best GPS in anybody's life is the crumbs that are left behind. And they follow that crumbs, and the crumbs are going to lead to the source of that crumb. Amen. Back to the story of the woman. And she says, I'm going to make my last coup. And when I'm done... It's all over. It's all over. But God didn't use the word crumbs. Didn't use the word remnant. He just said, go tell her. Because I commanded her. He said, I commanded her to go give you what you want. And so he asked for it. And she says, all right, I'm going to do as you say. Because I, I recognize you're a man of God. And he, <laughs> he said, make me a cake first. That means when he's done. All the meal is gone. And all that's left is just the crumbs. She's about to get a revelation that the crumbs will lead to the source. <laughs> and when she picked up all that she thought she could, there's still some crumbs left in that barrel. And so 
He said, now go now and make me a cake. He's telling her, go back and check because the crumbs is still there. God can work with crumbs. Where the crumbs is, it leads to bread. He said, make yourself one. But I know there's nothing left. Woman, don't argue. Just go scoop and scoop at the crumbs and a miracle will happen. Do not despise the barrel of small things. Do not despise it. God can multiply crumbs into a harvest of corn wheat. God can put barley in that place. You just have to have some crumbs left behind. What God's trying to teach her and the prophet that he is in the crumbs just like he's in the loaf. And so the story is told the Syrophoenician woman lived for three years scooping up crumbs. The first time she scooped, she scooped meal. After that, she was living on crumbs. When you look at crumbs, you don't see evidence of meal. But there are tinctures and droplets and grains that your eyes don't see. But my God, whose eyes run to and fro in all the earth, can a man hide from God that God can't see him? Can anybody do anything that God can search it out? Can God see a tiny, minuscule grain of crumb? Yes, He can. For three and a half years, they live on crumbs. And I don't think He got the miracle yet. It was only crumbs left in the barrel. I'm sure she looked in the barrel and she saw no meal. But there was crumbs left there. And the same nutrients, the same ingredients that was in that cake was also in the crumbs. Hallelujah. And all she got to do was keep on going and not despise the days of crummy things. Hallelujah. God can work with your crumbs if you don't despise small things. It looks so small, but in God's eyes, it's a multiplier. He can. And so, when the famine was over, she survived on crumbs. The reason why I'm telling the story is because there was a time when Jesus Christ had the loaves and the fishes. Amen. Just five loaves and two fishes. And somebody looked at it and discovered it and said, This is not possible. It cannot feed 5,000 persons. And I believe their calculation and observation was right. But to God, they were just like crumbs. Whatever you've got may look like crumbs, but God can bring a bread out of it. I said, God can multiply your crumbs and make the grains multiply. But
But you've got to believe that God can make you survive just in living on crumbs. You say, I can't live on this. My friend, you can live on crumbs. When God give you a word, and God give you a miracle, and God give you a direction, and you follow the word of God, that crumbs can keep you survive until the famine is over. Pick up your crumbs. Don't despise the crumbs. The same satisfaction in the bread can be found in the crumbs. Jesus waited until they ate all they could. Nobody saw it multiply. All I knew, 12 men went around and fed hungry men, hungry women, and hungry children. They were too far from the store to go shop. And somebody said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient, thank God, for the counting calculators. Hello. When you come to God, put up your calculations. Amen. And begin to believe on the Word of God. Amen. It make no difference to God whether you got meal or crumbs. Crumbs is no hindrance for God to make a bread. Hallelujah. When the devil asked Jesus to make a stone into a bread, it's not that he couldn't. He just don't take command from devils. But he could. He could. And he can. If he has to. Hello. And so, when they pick up the baskets, and I don't know where the baskets came from. I didn't know they had baskets out there. But the baskets showed up. Hello. And they said, we got 12 baskets full. Everybody's burping, picking their teeth. Can't eat no more. They're saturated with food and fish. Hello. Nobody went fishing. Nobody went baking. But what the guy had, amen, and all that was left, there was just the crumbs. And those same people were about to make a mistake as a woman to despise the days of crumminess. They were going to leave the crumbs right there. And the Lord spoke to them and said, Just a minute. Gather up all the remains. That means all the leftover, all the fragments. Now, the word crumbs and fragment are synonymous terms. Look it up. Fragment means the leftovers. That which is not wanted. It's all done. I don't know if you folks know this, but one man's garbage is another man's T-bone steak. Now, I personally believe this. I believe if you were living in a country where starvation and hunger was, you would not have table etiquette. You would not have hand wipes. You wouldn't wash your hands. You were too struggling trying to get there first. You'd be clawing your way. You wouldn't need a knife and a fork. You got ten jammers. You'd be jammed. <laughs> and Fred, you'd be worried about how you look. It'd be over your nose, over your face, over your chin. You'd be diving into it. But when you're not hungry, hallelujah, you know, I can tell my wife is not hungry. She can't make her mind up because she's not hungry. When you're hungry, my friend, the first come to mind is what you get. Hello. But you pick and choose when you're not hungry. Is that right? 
Amen. Where people are hungry, there's no such thing as a menu. We don't have menu where people are starving. What's that? You drop a bag of flour in front, they're fighting over it. They're tearing apart, they even spread on the ground. We say, pick up the fragments. Let nothing be lost. I'm going to say to you right now, there are people in this church right now, God said, tell you, after I blessed you, and you've consumed of all the blessings, and all that's left to remind you of the good blessing you had are just the fragments. And you're failing to see that the same blessing of the bread is the same provider in the fragments. Oh, hallelujah. He said, don't throw the fragments away. Pick it up. Store it up. You're going to need it. You could have even an Elijah experience when the time comes for another bite. It's going to be right for you to go back to the crumbs and say, let the God of the crumbs shoulder. Let the God... <laughs> Let the God of the crumbs, amen, bake up. Let the God of the crumbs multiply up. I want to tell you, church, just like how her barrels didn't run out, your crumbs will not fail you if you pick up the fragments. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. And so, the Bible says, when they left, 12 baskets full. Now, I want to, I want to believe the person we were supposed to carry almost a little more. It was his in the beginning and was his mom's doing. And I'm not sure when he went to his house. Mom, you would have brought back the lunch you gave me. Well, boy, didn't you eat what I gave you? Yes, Mom. Not only me, but five more thousand people joined my lunch camp. Five more Thousand people. What, boy? You mean I cook for that many people? Well, Mom, I'm in a man called Jesus. He said, give it to me. And I hand it to him. I want to tell you, what you have is sufficient. If you give it to God. What you give to God will last. The famine. The hard times. The bad times. That's why we pay tithe. Tithe mean God keep that ten percent for when rough time comes. You will be covered. But if you don't pay tithe, you got no right to worry. You have a t right to worry. But people pay their tithe, they know God says, I will bring from my storehouse to your house. That was extra, by the way, free advertisement. But pick up the fragments. I was in British Columbia, and right by the, the by the river there, by the woodland, lots of wood there, cedar, special wood. They used to throw a lot of stuff away, remnant of the forest. And so some guy got pretty smart, and go down there and pick up the fragments of the mills, and bring the shingle of their houses. And put siding on their housing. And somebody walked by and saw it and told the owner, What you're throwing away, my friend, the fragments are just as good as the parent material. Come, let me show you what the fragments can do. Look at this house right here. 
free of charge. What you threw away is what they pick up. I want to tell you, my friend, what you are despising, others are worshiping God over right now. Can you worship God? Can you worship God right now? I say, God, people, realize there is blessing in small times. God is just as good in the small time as the big time. He's not bigger because things are big. He's not smaller because things are small. He's the same God. It's the size of the faith that determines the return on the request and the prayer. I want to tell you, my friend, the man began to stop throwing away the remnant. I go in stores today and realize when I was in England, they used to throw uh, pig trotters away. They did. Throw the tail away. A certain part of the pig they wanted. Until Caribbean showed up. Uh, Started to beg for the, the, ref, the, the, the refuse. Amen. The, the, the entrail. They don't want it. And friend, you go now, every part of that pig is for sale. <laughs> I said, every part of that pig. Because there is blessing in the remnant. There is blessing in the fragment. And so Jesus wanted to teach the disciples, you must not throw away what God bless. Use it up. And when you think you're running out, I keep multiplying it. I keep multiplying it. You're never going to run out, no matter how small it may seem, no matter how invisible it may look. God can make it visible. And every time she scooped, meal came back. Every time she scooped, meal came back. And somehow, I believe this woman who attacked Jesus one day for healing was a Syrah Phoenician woman. She must have been reading the Old Testament. And she's not supposed to, because she's not a Jew. Jesus is healing people. And they're having recoveries. And she realizes, my kid is sick. Everybody getting on this. Opportunity knocks, be ready for it. Hallelujah. And she follows them. Oh, Jesus. And she badgers them. It was so bad, the apostles got anointed. And said, Jesus, send her away. She's crying after us. What she's saying, look, I don't take no for an answer. Where Jesus is, possibility exists. Hallelujah. And she cried more until Jesus couldn't take the budging of the apostles, turned to her. And said, what about I will not take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Mm. Most of you would have walked away upset and said, He called me a dog. What kind of Savior is this? Friend, if you can be run off, you will be ran off. But if you've got importunity, you will find opportunity. For God's blessing is in the sacrifice of praise and worship. And she said, True Lord. And she shocked him. She said, True Lord. What you just said is true. You don't give bread to dogs. But you know what? The dogs will eat the crumbs that fall from the children's table. In other words, I know the story. How you took crumbs 
and make it into bread and meal and suffice the hunger soul of a Syrian woman? And I think I can have the same response. And Jesus, who knows everything, said, Woman, I've never seen such faith before in the land of Israel. No, not in this land. Take faith, not a quit on God. Hallelujah. He said, Woman, not only will you eat crumbs, but you're going to get the children's bread. Hallelujah. Go home. The miracle has taken place. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, I've never seen such faith before in Israel. Satan loved to make God's people despise small things. He loved to get us to despise small, humble beginnings. He don't want us to read the rest of the story that says, Though my beginning may be with crumbs, eventually the crumb is a trail. If you follow the crumbs trail, it will lead you to the cook. The cook will lead it to the baker. The baker will lead it to the field. And the field will show you where the grain fall. But my question is, do you know the crumbs trail? The ant knows it. He knows he follows those trails till he comes to where the bread is and finds there's a whole lot more. That woman got what she wanted. Now, people leave God many times because they did not get what they wanted. Because God didn't bring a whole bill for those of it, but just a small thing. I'm thinking about the man that was praying with Elijah. He said, go look for the cloud. And he looked. He said, I see nothing. That's right, I see nothing. I think he lied. He discounted what he saw. If that woman had looked in that barrel, she would have said, there is nothing in there. Because you don't see crumbs. She said, scoop by faith and not by sight. And when she pulled up, it's full. Something happened. This Syrophoenician woman believed that if she could turn Jesus around, the healing would take place. What the girl said to Jesus, Lord, it made no difference if I get a full loaf or just one little crumb. It still have the same ingredients. It still have the same maker. It still came from the same source. The best of those who gathered much didn't have more, and those who gathered less didn't lack. Can somebody hear me? It's time to pick up your crumbs and believe that God is in the crumbs just like He's in the bread. The woman said, okay, I can't get the bread, but I'll send it for the crumbs. I will take it if you offer it. I'll wait till it drop. Amen. A sad story is in the Bible about a man called Lazarus. Lazarus sat at the gate of this rich man who fared sumptuously. And the Bible says he he had lost on his table, 
Lazarus' desire, not his stake, not his big, illustrious meals. All Lazarus wanted was what? Just the crumbs that falls from his table. Why is God elevating crumbs? By the same reason God elevates a widow's might. He said that woman's little might have the same God response. He's not better than the God who threw in thousands and millions. He said that might did the same thing as the one who gave millions. It all spelled worship. You can only spell worship one way. You can only worship God one way. Whether it comes from a babe or a suckling, an age, an adolescent, it's still worship. And I'm trying to tell you, my friend, if it's in the book, it can be in your home. If it's in the scripture, it can happen to your life, my friend. God said, I can work with your crumbs. Don't despise it. Don't talk about it. you're going to die tomorrow because you don't have a big loaf of bread. My friend, be content with the crumbs that you have. You're not going to run out of meal. I'm going to supply it every time you scoop. It's going to be filled up miraculously. He said, gather up the what? Crumbs. In my country, there's a story we told when I was a kid. Maybe you guys don't know it, but we got folklore stories. They're all dead now. Those people are dead who told those stories. But the famous smart guy was a guy called Mr. Bernancy, Brother Anansi. Very smart. And he had a friend called, we believe, Tukuma. He's not Japanese. He's Caribbean. You folks can't get to go to Jamaica and find a phrase. Hallelujah. His friend always, always, Borrowing is measure, to measure out something. He said, what is it my friend is so involved in so much, he wants to measure out. So, of course, Bernanke is more smart than Mr. Matukuma, or whatever his name is. He tore the bottom. He tore the bottom of that vessel. He made and disguised it. And so when his friend go to the treasure island and found the treasure and meet out what he got. Some sticks to the bottom. Hallelujah. And Bernanke said, you know what? Wherever he's going, there's a whole lot more than he's there. And I'm going to find my way to where it is. I'm going to go behind him without him knowing. Long before CIA came into existence, he's spying on him. He's tracking him down and says, I know now where he's going. And he makes an access. It's amazing how this scripture can be here. And we can look and curse a penny, curse a dime. Not really God can turn that dime into a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. It might be all the change in your pocket, honey. But God can make your chain an exchange. Hallelujah. And make things work for you. Amen. If Lazarus were desires of the crumb, how about you? Don't despise the crumb that God gives you. 
follow the trail. It leads somewhere. It leads to where the baker is. It leads to where the bread is. Right now you don't have the bread. Oh, you have just a crumb, but don't give up on it. The crumb says, I will lead you to the bread. And the bread says, I'll lead you to the supplier. And the supplier says, I'll lead you to the field. You know, it was amazing how Ruth started out. Ruth started out with just a little remnant, leftovers. The gleaning of the field. The drop-off that nobody wants. She picked it up, but never despised it. She brought it home. And she brought it home like everybody else. Very small, but she never despised it. She just kept on doing it. And one day God spoke to somebody. said, drop some more on purpose. God have a divine purpose for people who don't despise small droplings. People, amen, God can open opportunity that you can, my friend, God is watching her. And yes, she come by every day picking up this little leftovers, amen, the fragments. But one day God said, now drop extra for her. And the extra become more than extra. She got a handful. And Naomi said, where have you been? I've been right where I've always been. But somehow, because I didn't despise the day of small things, God made me ruler over big things. Hallelujah. And she ended up owning the field. No longer just a remnant. She ain't all. It's not garbage, my friend. It's not garbage. Because it's another man's stake. It's another man's stake. You know, I must tell you what we give away to next to new, what we should all do, what we should do, don't burn it up. For somebody else, it's new. We say it just don't fit, they say it fit. We say we don't want this, so we need. He says, not worth anything, they store for something. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing how crumbs can become a bread. Hello? I wonder how many bread could they make with those baskets, 12 baskets. Do you know bread is consisting of minute uh, aggregation of crumbs? How many realize that? The little parkers come together like, like aggregates. And they coalesce together. Praise God. Now Jesus went out on the other side of the, of, the, of the lake and he said something to them. And they said, because we don't have any bread. Now, obviously they got rid of the twelve baskets. There was hunger. And they didn't have any left. And the Lord says, how many loaves? How many loaves did you have when I worked in America? How many fishes did you see me work with? He says, how is it that your faith is so low that you don't believe that I could do what I want to do for you? Amen. The crumbs will leave a trail. The ants, I thought to myself, to that Lord, how can a raven feed on crumbs? An ants, a bird, and they can do things we cannot do. And here we're eating lobsters and steak, and we're earthbound. Huh? The highest we can go is when we drop. 
Hello? But you know, a bird can feed on just crumbs and fly to heights that you will never attain to on the strength of a crumb. They can do that. I believe somebody tonight, God is trying to talk to you. And say, gather up the crumbs. And you'll be surprised how many baskets you have in your house to fill up when you bring it all together. Let's worship God. I want you to stand right now. Lazarus desire the crowns. Amen. One man said, destroy it not. There's a blessing in it. Hallelujah. The Syrophoenician said, look, I will become like a dog if I have to and eat the crumbs. Who is God talking to tonight? And said, I've got some crumbs. I want you to pick up. To work with. You see, I noticed something about the Lord. God taught me some lessons here. He said, before you can handle big things, I want to see how you handle little things. Before you can ha- handle the stage light, I want to see how you deal with the searchlight. Amen. Before I can give you hundreds of thousands, I want to see how you handle 10%. There's a dentist had a business. I was told the story. And in this situation, he could get no business at all. No business come his way. And so he went to his pastor and said, Pastor, I've got some needs. My business is not doing good. I've got to fold and all that. I need some help. Would you pray for me that God would give me clients? So many God, old men prayed for him and prayed and prayed and prayed. He used to pay $10 for tithe. They went up to $100. They went up to 1000 And then he started missing church. He starts, says, busy. It dropped back to 100 It dropped back to less than 100 and Pretty soon he stopped giving. So the man of God noticed he's not paying his tithe anymore. He's not asking for prayer anymore. And he's not in church either. So the old preacher one day saw him on a Sunday morning. He said, young doctor, I'll talk to you for a while. He said, I noticed that you, when you were poor and things were not going good for you and you had a hard time that you were off to your church. You, you showed up every service there was and, and you were praying and you, you showed love for God and you asked the church to pray, and we prayed. And God blessed you. God gave you all that you wanted. Gave you heart and desire. And we don't see you anymore. We know you're dropping off in your giving. He said, Pastor, to be honest with you, I'm making a lot of money. Like 100000 And to pay $10,000 for tithe is It's hard. I can't do that. I said, I can't, I can't pay that kind of time. It's too much. I got family. I got, I got my career. I got, 
expand my business. I'm going to do better than that. Mm-mm. He forgot the days of fragments. He arrived where the upper crust is held up by its own dough. And now he says, it's too much to lose. I can't give it. So may God listen to him when he was done. He said, you know what, son? I remember where God blessed you. Let's go back to this place. So he came back to the place of blessing. And said, now, we're both going to kneel like we did before. When he came and you were humble and you were hungry for results. And you wanted the blessing of God to be all over your life. And God heard your prayer. And faith came strong. And God opened doors for you that were closed. And clients are coming in now. You're blessed. I want you to be saved. So I'm going to pray right now like I've prayed before and ask God for you. Oh, God! Here's Mr. Dentist right here. When he was poor and things were going good for him, he came and he asked you for your blessings and your goodness and your kindness, Lord, and you were so good to him. You, you blessed him over and over and over and over, and now he's come to a point in his life well, the blessing is greater than he's willing to sacrifice, as he used to. Lord, I want this man to be saved. Will you please take him back to the place where he first started out? Oh, no, 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 Don't pray that. Don't pray that. Please, stop, 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 stop. That's, no, 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 no. Don't pray in a prayer, please. Don't pray that way. He said, well, why not? He said, why not? He said, no, no, no. I don't want God to take my clients away and roll it back. But he said, but, but you're having problems, sir. You're making too much money. It separates you from God. And that's the last thing we want God to leave your life. He said, oh, oh, no. Don't, don't pray that prayer. Don't pray that prayer. He didn't want to go back to fragments. He wanted to keep the bread. But didn't want to sacrifice The woman survived her barrel on fragments. For the first meal, she lost it to a preacher. She did. After she took that first meal, she was right. There's nothing left. But church, in forensic examination, people always leave a trail of where they've been. And God always leave a trail where his blessing was. Amen. And that young man said, no, no, don't pray that prayer. Don't pray that prayer. I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Said you couldn't, couldn't handle a million dollars if God gave it to you. You'd backslide. I feel so right now. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't put up with a promotion. It'd be your, de- your, your, your decline. You'd lose out. First of all, you'd be too busy for God. Pretty soon, the church wouldn't be sophisticated enough for you. And pretty soon, you'd find fault with everything God does. And pretty soon, the sermon would be too much. And God, not one that you should perish. But to keep you just at the crumbs. 
What if God had given a woman a barrel full of meal the first day? I think she would chase out the prophet. Hope for this to be here. I tell you why she would. As long as the barrel was empty, she had to depend on God. God is not stupid. Why should He make you independent of Him? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, but can you handle the kingdom? Can you handle true riches? Can you handle promotion? Do you know I work with people? Once they get a new promotion, they won't talk to you anymore. You want to see a man change? Put him in a uniform. And pretty soon, oh, oh, we got folklore story in my Caribbean country. Guy went to Europe one time, came back, and pretty soon, trying to speak, grab my friend. He really need ESL program. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads right now? You can pay very softly for them to hear. Crumbs. Crumbs. It leads somewhere. It's a trail. It's a trail. If you think God can trust you with a $100,000 job, step to this altar. If you think God can trust you with a million dollars, step to this altar. I, I challenge you. If you think God can do it, step to this altar. If you think God can trust you with a multi-million dollar house and you not fail him step to this altar and as we walk toward this altar he knows he knows what's in our heart but I'd rather have crumbs and live for God than have the bread and fail God because Israel had the bread and failed God I said, Israel had the bread. Couldn't serve God. But a Syrophoenician woman, all she got was just crumbs. And she had a faith never seen in Israel. Shadalamahaya! What if I promote you tomorrow? Will service keep too long for you? If God give you a car, can you still be friend with the saints? I know one guy I saw it in the city. God gave him a three bedroom suite and a double garage. He despised every homeless saint with a passion. And I thought, you came off drugs. You came in this church. You couldn't even read. You couldn't even write. And God blessed you because we prayed with you. 
And now the time come for you to give back to somebody who all they have is just crumbs. Can God prove you? Would God be tempting you right now with a position that makes you want nothing? What would you do to find yourself in a place where you don't have to even pray for bread or water or for a car or for shoes? It's just falling hand over heel into your hands. Worse yet, can God take it back like he did to Job? See, God wants to promote Job, but he wants to Job can handle the crumbs. He reduced Job to crumbs. Took it all from him. All that's left was shores. And crumbs. But Job says, I love him more than riches and blessings. And God said, Job, I'm going to take you where the bread is. That woman had to depend on the presence of Elijah in that place. Otherwise, that Pharaoh would fail her. Lord, I depend on 